0: Hey, it's me, Solid Snake, protagonist and heartthrob of the Metal Gear Solid series. I'm stuck in Patreon.com slash Radio, but I've uncovered the key to defeating Foxhound. Hello? Snake? It's me, Otacon. Have you told them the key to defeating Foxhound yet? Ugh, no. I was just about to, but you interrupted me. Uh, sorry. I-, I almost screwed this up as bad as when I designed Metal Gear. Also sorry for pissing myself when we met. Anyway, the key to defeating Foxhound is... Hello, Solid
1: Snake. It is I, Psycho Mantis. I was reading your mind and I could see that you haven't told the listener that the key to defeating Foxhound is by going to patreon.com supernpc radio and listening to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC. If
0: someone would just give me a minute, I could tell. Oh, you. by bad. Carry on. <laughs> to defeat Foxhound, you must listen to the Metal Gear Solid Games Club from Super NPC Radio, where we're covering the Metal Gear Solid series. I can see in your podcast listening history that you enjoyed the Legend of Zelda games club listener. You'll love this. He's right. Your favorite pals at Super NPC Radio will be covering ten games in the Metal Gear Solid series. they are released bi-monthly on Fridays. Oh, geez, I'm gonna piece myself again. It's true. You can find it all at the ten dollars DJ Toad tier over at Patreon.com/slash Super NPC Radio every other Friday.
1: There's more to come after that, too. In the second half of the year, I've seen it.
0: Another series after Metal Gear. Oh, man. This is a lot to take in. What's that series going to be about? It better not be about piss. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. I am your host of this here podcast, Connor McCabe, and on the show, if you've listened to it, you'll know that this is a podcast where I bring on a guest to talk about a meaningful video game from their past. On the show, we talk as much about what made playing that game special, what stood out about it, and what they maybe even loved about it, as we will, about the context of when it became meaningful for them for the first time. Um, or maybe this is something they revisit all the time. I guess we'll have to find out. A little bit of housekeeping up top is if you would like to engage with us, you can do that a few different ways. First and foremost, you can check us out on social media. We are on both Instagram and Twitter. We're on Instagram at Me. BuyYourGamePod, your game pod, and we're on Twitter at call me by your game. But Twitter just has one y, so that's B Y O U R. There you can see what fun episodes we have coming out each week, what the bonus co-op episodes are, which are some of our Patreon exclusives. Learn a little bit about our guest, see how you can support them, and also see the really cool art that I make from a template every week. Um, you can also support the show a few different ways by giving us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store or really wherever you get your shows, but I see the Apple ones. So if you give us a a nice five-star review that's not bigoted, I'll go ahead and read it on the show. You can also share the show with a friend, whether they love the game we're discussing today, video games in general, or even our guest that we have on. And then, of course, the most meaningful way you can support us is checking us out on Patreon. We're on at Patreon.com/slash/SupernpcRadio, and SupernpcRadio is where all of our bonus video game content lives. You have stuff from this game, Call Me By Your This podcast. This isn't a game, even though it's in the title. Call Me By Your Game. Video Games a Comedy Show. Uh, Inside Video Games Classic Reactivators. All sorts of sorts of bonus stuff there, uh, including our Metal Gear Solid Games Club, which is currently airing on the $10 DJ Toad tier. Every other Friday, and I want to shout out our newest patron. I checked tonight before the recording, and I just want to shout out Burnt Pop-Tarts. Thank you for supporting us at that $10 DJ Toad tier, the premier tier, over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. But that'll do it for the housekeeping for today. And I will go ahead and introduce us to uh, to resident of the city of Columbia, Micaela Pettigrew. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Hello.
0: Already referencing the game we're talking about today, even though I've only played like two or three hours, we're getting into it. Expert. Yes. Ooh, I'm just trying to earn brownie points with you because I know you were hoping I'd play more of it. And trust me, I I wanted to play more of it, but, um, you know, I only have so much time. But, Mikaela, welcome. It's so good to have you on here. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Doing totally fine, uh, as everybody knows. I love to get into how I know my guest. You, before we actually met, I was aware of you. I got to see you do m- many of wonderful scene uh, on the improv team, Six Killer, uh, over at the the you the Upright, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, which I guess now is coming back, allegedly. Um, but then I was very lucky to be placed on a mess hall team with you uh five years ago to the date that we are recording this episode um what a nice coincidence for us (laughs)
2: it's wild
0: crazy and also i can't believe
2: it's been that long
0: (laughs) yeah it's and i know like two of those years have just been lost to the pandemic but it even it doesn't really take away from how scary it is that five years have passed since like getting that email and meeting most of you uh and that, that was, of course, Busters, which we've had Johnny Sforzbein on the show, Mia Schaffler, and Kimia Bapornia. Um, but here you are. We got another one in the bag, and I'm so grateful.
2: I'm really excited that we could celebrate our anniversary together.
0: Yes. Uh, we didn't want anyone else here from the team. <laughs> just Nobody the two else. best. <laughs> yeah, just the two best. And I know every one of them <laughs> listens to every episode, and they're going to hear oh, us yeah. say this, and they're going to be all P.O.ed. Um, I did plan to post something on instagram about uh being the five year of busters but like just i was traveling today i was dry i drove five hours and amongst everything else just didn't have. Modesto? Time. Uh, actually it was uh in pacific grove
3: oh
0: so so okay. w- way fancier than modesto um but i was visiting my family this weekend for my dad's uh my father's 60th birthday um but Anyway, I, I was sure to hit you all up in the in our text chat because I looked up the email last night because I knew it was coming up. But uh, gosh, what a privilege it was to be—I mean—and uh, and, and remains to be on that team with you. It was just such a fun time.
2: I love that one. We still all talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Two, we still like each other. And yeah. three, <laughs> that we still do shows. We have a show coming up next month. I'm very excited.
0: Oh my gosh, that's right. I should definitely look at the group chat and actually put it on my calendar. Um because <laughs> it's, it's the fr- 9th wanna... And that's I think it's a Friday. Yes. Is it? Are we doing Will's show?
2: Yes. Okay, cool. Shout out yeah. to
0: who continues to be future guest on the show, Will Hines, <laughs> who is here for a co-op episode. Um, but goodness. So if you're in the LA area, be sure to keep an eye on Buster's improv, even though there's no real way to find how we do shows except when one of us... I guess posts about it. So
2: when we decide to, that's when it happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was like that was such a nice way to get to know you. Also, someone who I really admired and got to just watched do so much funny improv, and then got getting to do it with you uh, and a few other people on the team who I didn't know before but knew of was really fun. Um, you're a fantastic improviser. You are just a hilarious person, a joy to perform with. Is there anything? Michaela, that you want to share about yourself, uh, or anything should, do you even want people to find you on the internet? I leave the space to you.
2: Uh, well, thank you. It was very nice of you. I have to say that I don't think I've ever loved a team more than I love Busters. Oh man. You guys have just made me feel so much better about myself (laughs) than than any other team. (laughs) good um so yeah it's been it's been such a joy to be on that team and i i get so excited when i when you guys are like let's do a show because i'm not connected to anyone outside of you guys yeah so (laughs) i will never get the like do you guys want to do a show it's i always have to like get it through you guys so always thankful um i am on things but mostly just post about my kid or going to disneyland so if that's what you're into find me otherwise maybe i'll be doing a show with busters (laughs) killer i i want to do more stuff but i i'm I'm very not proactive right now but i should be i should be
0: i feel you You i as much as like you know more is back and you know even sort of came back when we got to do our one show in december also i forgot to shout out Corey willis you know our latest addition to the team who's basically Mm -hmm. been on the team for two years now um (laughs) uh if not more um Corey came on the show too but that was a really fun show but now that things are back i also have not been i'm not really i'm plugged in because i'll see people are doing stuff but i have not been proactive which is very different than where when i was still hosting two indie shows when this all got shut down so uh i can relate to you there
2: well you're still on a herald team though right
0: (laughs) technically hey we're 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 in our third year baby (laughs)
3: that's amazing we did did six months of
0: shows uh and they didn't have time to cut us because the world went to hell but yeah it it remains to be seen if we uh perform again as as an official team but we did have a show recently i love love that crew jet set um but uh what what was your if if you said you shout out your uh that people can follow you if they want what is your social media handle
2: I'm Ella Euphoria on everything, which I will say that I've been Ella Euphoria for like 15 years before (laughs) that show you came out. It looks like I'm super into a show that's half my age. (laughs) I'm not. I've never seen it. I've never seen Euphoria. I just look like an old lady super into Euphoria. Hmm,
0: Why is that big old (laughs) Euphoria poster in your background?
2: Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And I can't change it on
0: anything. That's so funny. I'll put a I'll be sure to put links to that so that people yeah. don't even have to try to spell it or anything. Um, I have
2: a really cute kid, though. If you're if you want to see cute pictures, witchy pictures. I go to Disneyland a lot. Basically did like six
0: months of shows with us. Or pregnant. Te- I mean, yeah, I guess when we started yeah, I was up pregnant through, the
2: whole time.
0: Yeah, literally. Gosh. Uh, and now he's four years old. So yep, that's insane.
2: <laughs> no, I was pregnant when I got offered busters and I didn't say anything. <laughs> yes.
0: Like, but, like, I mean, I'm but gonna... I'm, I'm glad you did it. And, and you were just like this, is, take me for who I am, please. And, and it happened. I do. I've mentioned this to you before and the team, but I do remember like getting the text message from you, uh, that you had him Because, I mean, we were all knew it was coming, but um, I always screw up (laughs) doing a fully dox your kid tonight. (laughs) Uh, Basically, I remember the night when it may have been the night after he was born, but I always think it's a different night because I was up uh, super late after uh, some events and a show. And I remember just seeing the text in my bed and being like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing.
2: It probably was that night because he was born technically Halloween night.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Was it just super late?
2: He was born 12-17 Halloween night. So oh yeah, my So he was goodness. 17 minutes late. Or 19 wow. minutes.
0: I should know Yes. Okay, that's why maybe that that clears it up for me. But I do remember being, now that, we, now that you've said Halloween, I remember, because we had a Tuesday Night Thunder show that I basically had to host the whole thing because not a lot of people wanted to be at an improv show uh, from our team on a Tuesday night. They wanted to go party. Fair enough. I think I got home at like 3 a.m. and I Think you had already messaged us, um, which is impressive that you had the wherewithal to even do that.
2: No, it just you can't sleep.
0: Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> I just can't
2: sleep. I, I was texting people in the middle of the night. I can't feel yeah, my legs.
0: <laughs> what else are you are gonna do? Um gosh. Well that that just stands out as a very, very memorable moment, uh, for me and a very special moment too. Um yeah, Me too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> ooh, favorite. I have a question for you. You're saying mm-hmm. you like to go to Disneyland a lot. I was thinking about. Well, two questions for you because I've been thinking about Disneyland more and more um, because I've been listening to more of a wonderful podcast. Podcast: The Ride. Oh, Are you I've familiar? I am. Um, great show. In fact, some former UCB people host hosted. I know Jason Sheridan hosted, and and I can't remember the other two guys' names, but they're wonderful too. But uh. I But also, because I've been thinking about it, I've been missing it, I want to know from you, do you have a favorite, like, attraction or two that you want to shout out at Disneyland? Because they really need the promotion.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, God, they're just suffering. Um, <laughs> my favorite... <laughs> I was proposed to you in Disneyland, so I'm a big Disneyland fan.
0: Were um, you really?
2: I was. Yeah, Can you like, set the scene for job? us? Sure. Was it right next uh, to the Dole I, Whip stand? No. Uh, do you... How pretty familiar Disneyland okay yeah in um where club 33 now is yes you know how they they closed the court of angels to make the private like lobby i guess
0: now this is news to me actually
2: okay that's where i got proposed (laughs) after
0: (laughs) after i'm like yeah i'm familiar go ahead uh oh my gosh that's amazing no way
2: yeah so it sucks i wish i could go to club 33 because the place i was proposed to is now blocked from me forever uh which oh. is, sucks so that is my favorite place in the park and nick and i used to go hang out there it was like this quiet place you yes. take pictures there and so he proposed to me there because it was always like our favorite picture spot and it was like really quiet and out of the way um and we love uh haunted mansion is well. Oh of our favorite my rides uh, which is in New Orleans Square. And my favorite like ride Ride would be Big Thunder. I love
0: Big Thunder. Oh, man. ah, uh, Two absolute classics. Uh, and two of my favorites just like from a – especially the Haunted Mansion from a history perspective. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. Even
0: the episode I listened to of Podcast the Ride today who are not sponsoring the show. But oh, boy, but I love that <laughs> they did um, is uh, they did a whole episode on Frontierland. Uh, which sort of, you know, the frontier lands and all the parks, but they do talk about each of them. And, uh, so they talked about, of course, gave some moment to big thunder. And actually the guy, their guest on the show is this big writer. I think former SNL guy, he's done a lot, but he, uh, had one at one point pitched to Disney, a big thunder movie, which I was like, what are you going to do with that? And then after hearing his, his pitch, I was like, that would be pretty cool. So, um.
2: They have the whole town Rainbow Ridge and like the mm-hmm. whole story that like, makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah I that'd be cool. I think you might enjoy the episode if if uh, okay if you haven't listened to it. And It was this year, so it's not too or within the last six months, so it's not too far I back.
2: Think in Paris, Haunted Mansion is connected to Big Thunder.
0: It is. I learned yeah. this literally today. Yeah. <laughs> the I believe that the um the guy who owns. The, Mm-hmm. the mine or something. Is that how it goes? The, he go ahead and walk yeah. me through it. <laughs> well,
2: I, I mean, I don't, i I've, I've never been to the one in Paris yet. Hopefully going, we're supposed to go this year.
0: Ooh, good luck.
2: COVID hoping. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the world is travel available. Yeah. Um, but I think the guy who owns the mansion in haunted mansion in Paris owns.
0: Yeah. Like the, the character, mine. right.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. apparently
0: some like really greedy guy and I guess the story behind the the story in that haunted mansion is that his daughter was going to marry some like, you know, poor miner that she fell in love with and then I yeah. think he kills the guy. So, <laughs> yeah, he's so like funny. the phantom of the of the haunted mansion. That's so Oh gosh, I love that you know that. I love like I like Disneyland more for the history than anything, but that sort of stuff is always fascinating to me. So I, it's cool that we got to just share a fun little Disney moment. Yeah,
2: of course.
0: And I want to call <laughs> it a Disney moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're hoping Addy, so we're taking him next month for my mm-hmm. birthday, which Ooh. is why I was trying to get all of you guys to do the 429, and 4, not 422, because I wanted Great. to go. Um, Are you twi- this Atticus, 22nd? 23rd. Okay, cool. But that. <laughs> Atticus, when we went to Disneyland in January, was literally like, A fingertip away from being able to ride, like pretty much everything in Disneyland, including Big Thunder, and was like crying, (laughs) huge crocodile tears, like heartbroken. So I am, I am trying to give him milk and stretch his little body and just stuff his (laughs) shoes, so I can put him on that ride. (laughs) I feel like between
0: you said January you tried,
2: yeah, January to April.
0: Oh man, I'm I'm holding out hope for that little guy that he's that he's getting yeah. that little boost that he needs. Gosh, especially <laughs> for so him tiny. that that's heartbreaking. Um, gosh, well, I could I truly could feel like I could talk to you about Disneyland. Sorry, is this
2: a Disneyland podcast? It is now.
0: Um, <laughs> but truly I could talk about that that park, uh, especially the the park out here a bunch, all day. But um, we're not here to do that. We are here to talk about video games today. And Before we get into your general history with video games, would you please introduce the title of the game that you've chosen to focus on for the main event?
2: I chose Bioshock Infinite.
0: Killer. Can't wait. Need yeah. no introduction. Um no. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit uh, and everything you want to discuss, but let's talk about your general history with games. Michaela, do you remember um, when you first took an interest in a video game or were they something that was just around growing up? I'd love to hear.
2: Well, my brother is five years older than me, um, so I think I would watch him play like Super Mario Brothers a lot. Okay. Um, so I know we had we had a Nintendo. Oh, I used to play Duck Hunt a lot when I was little
0: awesome same here
2: super super into duck hunt uh i thought the dog was so funny
0: um, <laughs> there's people who I, think I, he's like a little asshole so i'm like and i love him so i'm glad to hear this
2: he's, yeah he's i think he's hilarious uh i didn't realize it was because i was terrible at it that he was laughing but to me it was <laughs> very funny um but i liked playing mario um, and then a little older uh I think one of the first games I used to play like a lot was um, Tomb Raider.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, the, was Super it on the
2: PlayStation? It. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and um, like really, really into to that one. I used to. I remember I used to just like um, go to her house to train and pretend I was like her. Like <laughs> that was my fantasy. Awesome. <laughs> just like <laughs> walk the grounds. And, yes. Uh, do the maze and. Just like try to go under the swimming pool, and you were just I like won't. like
0: just cosplaying <laughs> at that point. Yeah, I was
2: just that's like, fun. I love rich. stuff yeah. like that
0: in games when people do that. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, but I really, I think I played two more than one if I okay. remember correctly. Um, and then like I remember. I don't know why this has stuck out to me, but I used to live very close to a Blockbuster, like a block away.
0: Oh, hell yeah. In, was it Sacramento in proper?
2: Stor- no, in Stockton.
0: Stockton. Okay, even yeah. closer to Modesto, of course.
2: Yes. 209? 209. 209.
0: <laughs> I actually bought so. my a Nintendo Switch at Stock- in Stockton uh, this December after mine was stolen, after I got picked up from the airport. Oh. I found one online that they had ready for pickup, so I just want to thank the city of Stockton for having one available for me you're welcome (laughs) yes but but anyway back to your blockbuster story Uh,
2: i just remember i used to call the blockbuster all the time to see if they had the the jeopardy game back uh available for rent.
0: (laughs) they're like i'm sorry guys the coolest person ever is calling (laughs) us they're calling about the jeopardy game that is Just even that image of, like, the employee probably getting familiar with who you are is pretty funny. Yeah.
2: I used to call all the time, and I would just be like, is the Jeopardy game back? And they would get so annoyed with me.
0: Was that? Uh, What was that on? Locked
2: down. It was on.
0: Was that Nintendo.
2: It was probably on Nintendo. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, yeah, because I didn't have an I don't think we ever had an Xbox.
0: Okay, gotcha.
2: I don't think I played Xbox until I started dating my husband. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I only had like Nintendo and then PS whatever three. Yeah, no, okay. Two or three. Um, like never had a Sega, never had any of that. Yeah. Um, never had a Game Boy never was a cool kid with, like, a mobile device. But you Um, did. You were a cool kid who called
0: about Jeopardy. So that – and not a lot of kids can say they did the same.
2: (laughs) That's true. Um, Really liked Spyro.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love – we did a whole episode on that. I mean, I feel like every time we could bring up – we bring up a game now that this is, like, over 100 episodes in, I could say that. But I ended up playing it (laughs) after that podcast. Um, with fellow improviser Aaron Byrne and gosh it was so good so sorry to interrupt you no no,
2: no. I, I think that was like one of the maybe one of the first games I
0: beat is
2: like Ooh. Spyro I really loved Spyro um and I liked Oddworld I don't know if okay like that. um yeah, and then I liked a lot of like trivia games, and then uh, the Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen games, and oh yeah, you know the classics. Yes, um, but a lot of like Super Mario, and and um, and then we would have like we have the Wii Sports for a while. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're we're getting uh, up. We're swinging the Wii Motes around.
2: Yes, 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 um, and then but the, for me, I was always really big in Sims. Like, oh yeah so I loved like all the those games. Sims
0: the franchise or like just all kinds of simulator games
2: well technically all kinds like I oh, love rollercoaster okay. um, tycoon um, in the sim city or whatever but sims specifically I used to play for I would say I would play till like 3 in the morning <laughs>
0: like <laughs> Is a the, nut when was this was this like high school was this like college junior high
2: I would say from like teen to like now. I still play it. (laughs) Hell yes. I I just bought the witch pack, and I'm like dreaming of doing Twitch and just playing as a like a whole witch thing because I love their. Have you seen their witch? No, this
0: is for The Sims Four.
2: Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. No, I haven't I like seen it a lot. I I don't play The Sims at all, but I, I wow. am familiar. We've done a whole episode on that. Do you probably remember Liz Adams? Yeah. Um, Liz did a whole episode on like the entire franchise. Um, but that's amazing. So you're it. keeping up with The Sims?
2: I do. I think whenever I get like really stressed out i want to play the sims but it is also just like a time suck so yeah um like when quarantine happened i bought animal crossing and then i I got like obsessed
3: Uh (laughs) and like
2: like had it with me while i was working so i could like check onion prices and like go to other islands like oh yeah oh crazy but like while i was working like not appropriate
0: Um, No, we deem it appropriate on this podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. Um, But then I started going to school. I started taking classes at night. Mm. So since then, my my gaming has gone down. Mm. But I will be done in a month, and it will go back up.
3: So, congrats
2: (laughs) on both things. Thank you. That's amazing. I'm very excited because I want to play The Sims and I really wanted to play Parashock all week, but I was just really slacking on my homework. Yes. <laughs> I was doing so It's like bad. we're
0: in like like truly teens again where it's like, man, I want to be playing video games, but I have homework to do. <laughs> I,
2: was, I was mad because my work work was taking so much of my energy. I couldn't mm. like finish homework when I wanted to finish homework. Yeah. I was doing too much work work. Gosh. So then I had to do school work. It was really bad, Connor. All I and, wanted to do was play games.
0: And you're married and raising a child. Uh, That's a lot, yeah. to, ju- that's a lot to juggle. I'm <laughs> amazed that you can even just do the job part because I am a single man and I sometimes am like, man, I'm tired. I work four days a week. I get my butt kicked. It's four days a week. But... So power to you. That's really great. So, and, yeah. uh, but I'm sorry that you haven't had the time that you wanted for gaming quite as much lately.
2: Well, I can't really play Bioshock in front of him. That's the thing that sucks. <laughs> yeah, a little violent. Um, he is super into, like, violent YouTube things. Like, <laughs> it's not good. He likes, like, uh, was it Huggy? five nights at freddy video oh five
0: nights at i know what five nights is that's that is some scary stuff
2: he watches other people he is already watching other people play video games and i nick and i keep saying like don't don't do that thing that we also do
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) that's a hard that's a hard uh uh, case to make.
2: <laughs> he's super into video games already though, and I'm very mm. proud of him because he's getting very good. He likes angry birds. Oh. And we've got him. We did get in that Pokemon game you told me about.
0: Oh, fun!
2: Yeah, the picture one or whatever. It's
0: Pokemon Snap, yeah. Did he yeah. like it?
2: He does, cool. and there's another one he plays um, where he like follows them around or something. And then... He really, really wishes he was good at Fall Guys and he's really really not.
0: Oh, Fall Guys is, is hard. Really it's, it's hard. It's, that's a big step because you're using both sticks because you gotta use the camera. Mm-hmm. You have to grab you have to like hold on the platforms. You're also basically he's cosplaying as himself. He's running around as essentially a drunk toddler. Not that he's drunk. <laughs> I don't want to put that on your son, but like the little beans you are uh playing as. Man, they are just all over the place. So he'll 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 get there someday. That's I love that game yeah. now, it's really fun.
2: Whenever Nick is playing anything on his computer, because Nick plays a lot of stuff on on his computer now, mm-hmm. um Addy just wants to like sit in his lap and like play too. Okay. And which is Nick is just like, Can you not I just can want I play. just have it? <laughs> can, you, can I just have like some time? Because Atticus is always like, Do this, click on that, do that <laughs> dude
0: wow backseat dude. like gamer that's pretty <laughs> yes. funny
2: and he always wants to play things where nick is like you can't read <laughs> <laughs> you can't play that game you don't know how to read Gosh. uh but he wants to and yeah he's doing i'm very i don't know the, it's very joyful to see like how much he loves video games already for nick and i that's cool but the the like horror love and the uh, it's not. It's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the scarier part. Is he? Will he go to? I know it depends on the age, but will he go to school this next fall? How does that he work starts, for kids? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he starts in August. Oh yeah. my
0: gosh, that is nuts. I ah, mean, oh, well, hey, good crazy. luck and have fun. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> gosh, d- man, you've had you've been gaming forever. Do you have you yeah. had any? Have there been any other? Maybe surprises for you in the last handful of years of any games that have popped up. I know you said you were really into Animal Crossing, but anything else that you've, like, toyed around with?
2: That, like, I really loved? Sure,
0: yeah. Um, Or hated. I'd love to hear about something.
2: (laughs) I can name games that Nick plays that I really I hate so much that he's, like, not allowed to play them in front of me. Like, <laughs> Monster, Hunter. Is it Monster Hunter. Oh,
0: yeah, I know Monster Hunter. Yeah, I've never find played it. it. To be,
2: I hate it. I'm what like, is, don't play this around me.
0: What is it, like, the hurting the animals? What is or?
2: I don't know. There's something about it that it's just... There's nothing appealing about it to me.
0: <laughs> okay, gotcha.
2: There's nothing I like about it. One... Okay, so part of the reason that i love bioshock is the story yes but i don't like i don't like first person shooter games
0: yeah okay interesting
2: surprising i know because that's what it is <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I don't like first person shooter games so i don't like a lot of the like halo or yeah any of those call games. of duty nope yeah um none of those appeal to me um Super heavy fighting games, violent games. Yeah, nope. Uh, which seems crazy. He's <laughs> on the game I picked. Yes. Uh, I understand, uh, but I just I think it's if it's a good story, I'll make an exception to it. Totally. Uh, like Last of Us, I have wanted to play for years because I've oh, heard about the story. Yeah. Um. So we finally got a PS Five. Like, oh nice finally like the last year we finally got one um and we haven't had a ps anything we've only had xboxes so okay. one of the first thing i told me was like i want you to get last of us like I yeah. want to play this and it's it's just too hard for me i'm not good at shooting it's yeah. too hard so i made him play so i could watch the story
0: yes and you're playing the first <laughs> so one he did
2: Yes, I haven't okay. seen the second one. I know he dies I already know he dies.
0: Oh my god. Uh, just immediately uh, spoil it. <laughs> um that's so I already cool. know
2: that happens, but I wanted to see I wanted to see how you know, I've heard about the story and how beautiful it is, but that's I was cool. like not interested in playing it to where I'm just frustrated the whole yes. time Because I tried for a while and I was just getting so frustrated. Yeah. And I was like, I can't play this.
0: It's a stressful it. game too, so I feel you. I that's cool too. I I finally got a PS4, uh, which is my first like legitimate PlayStation console about three years ago. I had a, a friend get actually guest of the show Nelson Franklin like just gifted me a P- PS4 basically the night we became friends. Uh, him and his wife had me and my roommate over for dinner, and then by the end of the night, he was like. So I'm not using this PS4. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, can I? Um, but the, the first game I I played was The Last of Us because I had been wanting mm-hmm. to do it since I saw like the marketing, which coincidentally came out the same year as this game that we're discussing yeah. tonight. Um, Mikaela, are there any is there any game that you would be remissed that you didn't shout out before we move yes. on from your just general gaming history? Oh, well, go ahead.
2: Okay. The one game I almost so, said to you Ooh. is the cave which oh, yes. i'm obsessed with i love the cave i have probably played it seven or eight times oh because... my gosh have you played the cave
0: no but i'm familiar because i'm pretty sure it came out for switch around like a little after when switch launched so can you tell me about this
2: okay so i don't and i don't even think it's on xbox anymore you might only oh. be able to play it on steam and maybe the switch still oh, okay but it's um it's this like kind of comedy horror game where you have these like misfit characters who are all like um have all like done terrible things and they want to go and like fix their endings basically
3: oh so
2: you like pick three characters so it's either co-op or you can you can play by yourself and you can switch you can toggle between so if you play co-op you you toggle between three characters you share um or you can toggle between three um because there's some things you have to like hold um like levers two at a time and okay i um, got you yeah And there's always sections that no matter who you pick, you always do certain sections. But then depending on which characters you pick, you play their storylines. Okay. Um, so like there's these twins and you play this story where they got they get mad that they um are and you know, I think they have to like go to the room so they kill their parents. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You have to act out like poisoning their parents basically. And it's like it's like a puzzle game. But it's, like, dark. It's, like, a dark Uh puzzle cave. Or, like, um, this Egyptian woman who... uh, This archaeologist who um, basically, um, like, uh, shafts her partner by trapping them in the temple. And, like, leaves with the the loot, right? So, stuff like that. Wow. And then, uh, at the end, you can, like... you, I found out after I played all through all of their storylines, so that's why I played it so many times, because you have to play it, like, several times to get through all the characters. Oh, okay. That if, at the end, you, like, return the objects that you, like, took, like, the, like, reward you took, mm. you can, like, um get, like... Like a know, different like, ending? Well, it's not a different ending so much as, like, just, like um relieved of your sins basically okay. <laughs>
3: uh
2: which is a fun like a little end at the part, at this uh at thing at the end that you can just like um be blessed or whatever like you, yeah. you feel better about yourself so I've played it uh, a thousand times it's very fun uh it's it's easy to play uh it's a cool puzzle game.
0: Okay. And
2: it's a good co-op game.
0: That's awesome. You know what? I'm realizing. I thought I the game I was thinking of is called Cave Story. So different game. Oh. But as I have looked up this game, this is the developer was Double Fine Productions, who yes. are responsible for the Psychonauts series as well. Yeah. And the yep. director of this game is is someone I hold in some very high regard. That's Ron Gilbert, who is sort of. One of the fathers of, like, the point-and-click great adventure game. So have you played any of the Monkey Island series? No. Oh, my friend. We have – I might have to make some, like, adjustment or just give you additional (laughs) game recommendations because, like, this guy is responsible for some of the most, like, early creative point-and-click adventures that are actually satisfying and not terrible.
2: Um, let me see. I played a few double Fine games. And
0: I don't I didn't even know he ever worked with Double Fine. so it was when he was with at Lucas LucasArts actually that he oh, did these games. So
2: Costume Quest is great. Um and then there's oh, what's the one with the two kids that I played on Steam.
0: It's not like I can't it's not I mean. brothers. I feel like that's a different
2: no it's but also
0: this game never was on switch so i was wrong uh,
2: (laughs) but it was on wii u at some point oh i think oh broken age broken age is Mm. also really fun um i played that one on steam so i don't know where you can find find the cave but highly highly recommend okay um yeah, if it's, uh, oh, it's still, okay. So Microsoft Windows, Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, Wii U, Mac. Yeah, so it's not on anything hmm. past 360s, which sucks. Dang, really that is a fun. bummer. Um,
0: yeah. Well, I'm glad you that you shouted that one out. Uh, especially, it is always fun to be like, ooh, what was the runner-up for someone for their choice to discuss? But,
2: I w- love Double Fine. I love their uh, art.
0: Oh, me too. Um, Well, Michaela, thank you for walking us through at least a portion of your history with video games. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about all things Bioshock Infinite. Um, So I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, of course, here with Michaela Pettigrew to discuss Bioshock Infinite. Infinite? I... Maybe it's because we're doing this later than I'm used to, but there are some letters and words that are getting jumbled tonight. Are you okay? I'm doing, I'm actually doing pretty well. I don't know what is going on here. Um, maybe I'm still shook again from uh the and let's just timestamp this episode being you know a mere, mere hour after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. So there's a time, there's some fun, a little time capsule moment for you. Um, update, apparently, uh, uh, Diddy has offered to squash, help squash the beef. So we got a live update on show. I don't know what it means. I just was looking at Twitter. Um, but we're here of course, to discuss your history with Bioshock Infinite. Before we get into that, let's just discuss some general history and context of what this game is. Um, Bioshock Infinite is a first person shooter video game developed by Irrational Games and published by 2K Games. It was released worldwide for Microsoft Windows, PS3, Xbox 360, and OSX platforms in 2013. And not just 2013, but but Michaela, you let us know earlier that we are actually a whole day after the nine-year anniversary of this game's release. Isn't that crazy? So we're celebrating all sorts of anniversaries. Busters, Bioshock Infinite, both equally have an equal uh, amount of like influence in the world. Um, uh This game uh, is the third installment in the Bioshock series following Bioshock 1 and 2. Um, And as I've told you, I've only played the first one, but I I did love it. I played it. uh, It was one of my big pandemic games that I was like, how have I never done this? Uh, And then actually almost played the whole thing again to do an episode on it for one of the podcasts on our network. Um, But a really great game. Uh, It features similar gameplay concepts and themes as the first two. Uh, and R- irrational games and creative director Ken Levine based the game setting on historical events at the turn of the 20th century, such as the ni- 1893's World's Columbian Exposition and based the story on the concept of American exceptionalism, while also incorporating influences from more recent events such as the 2011 Occupy movement, which I played about three hours of this game, haven't seen it yet but i'm interested to see what uh occupy wall street stuff makes its way into this game um the game is set in the year 1912 and follows its protagonist former pinkerton agent booker dewitt who is sent to the airborne city of columbia to find a young woman held captive named elizabeth um couldn't have told you who booker was before playing the game but absolutely knew who elizabeth was because i feel like probably because you're playing the game as Booker. You see so much of her, especially she was also just front and center for the ad- the advertising of this game. Um, and I feel like a lot of people would probably recognize her. Um, but uh, yeah, two big characters. And again, if you have anything you want to jump in um, and say, please do. Um, ooh, question for you. And again, if this gets into anything too far in the weeds for what you're going to share, let me know. But were you anticipating this game's release had you played bioshock before okay no. no nothing um big shake of the head from you the listener can't see it but oh man it was a pretty good shake um okay interesting interesting um though uh booker rescues elizabeth the two become involved in the war between the nativist and elite founders that rule columbia and the rebel vox papuli? Populi. papuli ah. papuli Popular, okay, Connor. Voice. Of the people. <laughs> now I see. Uh what that I thought it was a person named Vox Papuli. Uh no, means voice of the people. <laughs> there we go. Um representing the underclass of the city during this conflict. Booker learns that Elizabeth possesses strange powers to manipulate tears in the space-time continuum. Tears. Tears oh, thank God you're here. Uh that ravage Columbia. Uh I was gonna say that makes more sense than tears, because that gets a little far out there. Um, as much as, you know, tears in the space-time continue Amar themselves. Um, and they soon, uh, they discover her to be the- central to the city's dark secrets. Um, that's also something I actually was not aware of before researching this, you know, just doing a little research on this game um, to jump in with you. So, and like I told you, I'm, I've am i had plenty of time to play this game. I'm going to enjoy it. So as we get into stuff, don't worry too much about spoilers. Um <laughs> The game won over 85 pre-release awards for its display at E3 2011, which, of course, they're pre-release awards. Who really cares? But what's more important is that, according to review aggregator Metacritic, it was the third highest-rated video game of 2013, which is saying a lot, of course, with The Last of Us being released then, too. Um, And within two months of release, it sold over 3.7 million retail copies and since then has sold over 11 million overall. It won year-end accolades including game of the year from several publications it was re-released on ps4 and xbox one on september 13th 2016 as part of the bioshock collection um alongside the first two games and both the standalone version and the collection were f- later released on switch on may 29th 2020 um i have uh, access to this on ps4 but I also bought it on PS3 earlier this year, like I told you, on eBay for like 10 bucks. Because be- it's now that I have this PS3, I'm playing all these PS3 games. So I sort of just wanted to do it since it was so cheap. Um, but yeah, that's some basic have, just like, oh, go for it.
2: I was going to say, I have three versions of this game.
0: <gasps> oh, what versions?
2: Xbox 360, Xbox One, and PS5.
0: Killer. Oh, you're, you got it on the PS5 since you got it.
2: Well, because we have like the, whatever, I don't know what it's called. PS Plus? Like, yeah.
0: Yes. Okay, great. That's how I got it too. Um,
2: I, I played it. I just played it on three different versions.
0: Amazing. Gosh. Um, well, as far as just history and context of this game itself, not so much your personal, you know, experience with it. Was there anything that you felt was important to share or would you like to move on to your experience?
2: Um, On the game?
0: Yeah like uh, without or, like is there anything you're like Connor you left out this important just like basic bullet point that would be helpful before we jump in and no is a perfectly acceptable <laughs> answer and I'll tell you I'll... that's what most people say
2: I'll say no for now
0: <laughs> okay cool um, totally fine um, let's get into it though how did you since you weren't anticipating this game how did you come to play it in the first place
2: so I think I had seen Nick play one Maybe a few times. Oh, okay. One or two. Um mostly because I love the music from all of these. Oh, now yeah. I'm a thousand years old <laughs> and I like listening to old like thirties and forties music. Yeah. Like if you go in my car, I have big band on all the time. That Do is you my really? serious X station, yes. Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. 414 thought- one four is my station. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to say that you liked the creepy like violin parts of this, of the music, oh, I do it's too. the score.
2: I, <laughs> no, I do. I have, if you call my phone, Connor, it's the theme to Bioshock.
0: Oh my I goodness. Have, I also have oh
2: bird in the cage on the back of my phone. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I love the music from um, one of the first ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it may have been two ways, like down in the water, I'm not sure, because it's sort of dystopian, so I think it's probably two. Yeah. I've only played one and two once. Okay, gotcha. Um, which I played after I played Infinite. So, Amazing. <laughs> yeah. But Nick and I went on a double date with a couple um, in Sacramento. And they had just bought it because it had just came out that day.
3: Oh, my and gosh. And like,
2: do you want to come over and check it out? And you're like, sure. Sure. So I got to like sit and watch them play. And I was just like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Like visually?
2: Visually. Yeah. And I remember we like all sat around and <laughs> he kept taking screenshots <laughs> and like stopping to take screenshots. And I wasn't like upset with him because I was like, yeah, yeah, you should. This is beautiful. Um, And I just, I think. I was like, we should buy this game because it's really pretty. (laughs) Because I watched him play for a little while and basically got through the fair. Mm. And I wanted to, like, watch more. So I watched Nick play it first. Okay. And got through the end. And then I was just, like, so amazed by the ending and just, like, couldn't stop thinking about this story. Yeah. That I was like, I want to play it even though I'm like terrible at these (laughs) kinds of games, I've never ever, except for like two meter, never played first person shooters. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and that's like two meters, not that hard. I mean, especially like the first one (laughs) was not that hard. Um, And like shock, even on like easy, there are parts that are hard.
0: It takes like a certain level of like learned skill to play a first person shooter to manipulate. And we've talked about this on the show a decent amount, but to get comfortable using one camera to move your character or excuse me, one stick and the other to move the camera. That's not something that just happens overnight.
2: Yeah, especially when you get to like the vigors and like figuring out what you want to do. And mm-hmm. then you get to like where um, you start writing writing the sky hook and trying oh, yeah. to figure out what direction. Um, I'm very thankful that this game has the thing where you can go, you can press up on the the, the pad so it tell me yes. which direction to go. Cause that's like my idiot thing I need.
3: Uh-huh. Cause <laughs> I
2: get Nick somehow can like go through a video game and not get lost yeah. and remember where he was. I cannot do that. I do <laughs> not have that. I have not played enough video games in my life yes. like this like I will play Sims for 8 hours and like not be bored but I I don't have that history with games like this yep. where I can understand a map. So like that was like thank god. They had things in this game that will will help me to not get frustrated and want to quit. Yeah. And then they have this like beautiful story and beautiful music and beautiful artwork and I just wanted to keep playing it. Yeah, um, I've I've already played it three times. I want to play it again. I'm probably <laughs> gonna play it again pretty soon because we're talking about it. Yes, and I want to play one and two again because I haven't in a while.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: and that's that's rare for me
0: to like to just continue like, to want to go back to it.
2: So yeah, to a story like yeah that uh what I love about this story where <sighs> what was it in in one like if you. You know, if you um, drained – was if you drained the little sisters?
0: You, like, get you extra – like, I, I don't remember what it was called, but you get, like, extra power, basically. But you can right, also not.
2: If, yeah, and if you didn't, in the end, they would help you in the last fight. Yes. So I didn't, and then the last fight was, like, easy. It
1: was <laughs> yeah. so easy
2: because the little sisters basically do it for you because you helped them the whole time and they took care of you, right, at the mm-hmm. end? so in this one there are so many choices you can make um there are even things like there's like honor system um in some places where you can like buy things and there's like a a basket that says like honor system if you want to pay oh interesting um or there's the heads or tails or there's the bird or the cage like all these things the ending doesn't change it doesn't matter what you do and the thing about this game is and it's it it tells you at the end right
0: uh-huh. <laughs> i don't want to spoil this game for you
2: Connor.
0: it's okay whatever you <laughs> if you want to share something about this game to get across your experience like i've had my yeah. time and i've had we've been talking about you having on having you on for, for like, like a,
2: a year yeah <laughs> so like okay, feel okay. free but okay there's a at the end of the game elizabeth tells him we swim in different oceans but land on the same shore Mm-hmm. which is like oh it like makes my heart like ache when she says that because she's basically saying it doesn't matter what choices you make we all end up here
3: mm. yeah and
2: it's like it's so sad and beautiful and i just love it and i don't i'm wondering how much i can tell you with not telling you the ending
0: <laughs> whatever you like feel free to walk <laughs> whatever line you want to truly i'm all ears okay. right now
2: um but there's it's just this once you get to know, like, the ending of what happens with, yeah. with Elizabeth and, like, Comstock and Booker and, like, what happens with them, play it again. You're like, oh. Oh.
0: oh. <laughs> Do you see things as you're, pl- like, doing a replay of the game that you oh, are picking yeah. up on? Oh, that's so fun. That's yeah. I love when games have... Um, not every game I feel the need or the desire to replay, even if it's a game I really like. Um, yeah. Like The Last of Us 2, I probably will never play it again because it was so depressing. Oh, so but sad. <laughs> this game, uh, but I love hearing that for you, it, it was like it added another layer to the enjoyment for you.
2: I, if you get into like deep dive after you finish playing this game, mm-hmm the like amount of theories on reddit on this game or videos on youtube and people's perspectives of what the ending means or what it might not mean and uh what does this mean and is is he dead or is he not dead is is booker songbird is like all of these crazy theories And you're like maybe but and ken levine has i think even said like we don't want to tell you it's your interpretation yeah we, it's your decision what it means. Like, even the ending is so ambiguous. Hmm. Like, the last second of the game, you don't know if it's happy or really sad.
0: Wow. I know that he had, because I know a little bit about this game's history and like some of the like controversy around it. So I know Just that like back
2: and like three he, times or whatever.
0: Yeah. I know that he has shared, said that about the interpretation about some of the themes and stuff in the game, but I didn't hmm. realize that also extended to the story. That's interesting, mm-hmm. and that that does. Sometimes I do personally, and this is a I do this on every episode where I share about myself and make it about me. But yeah. sometimes with games, I do really like when uh, the story's told to me and like I see it play out for what it is exactly. There's not anything left to interpretation. But then other times I can't appreciate something like this, or I feel like. Even Shadow of the Colossus—I don't know if you've ever played that game—but that's a game I think of where there is a lot that is given to you, but so much is left up, left to interpretation that it just adds an, a level, uh, an interesting element to the game that not everyone can do. So I just wanted to say I appreciate that there's a part of that in this too.
2: Yeah, and I think you might be alluding to is a lot of people have thought that like it's a, a commentary on the Tea Party or uh the labor movement or you know fascism and uh you know america is so racist america is racist (laughs) (laughs) uh and it's crazy to think of like uh, a lot of this stuff you can if you play it now you can see like you could definitely see like oh donald trump this
0: is oh interesting
2: you could totally see like which is
0: nuts because it's from 20 i mean not okay he was in the zeitgeist but like 2013 yeah yeah exactly Even just playing a little bit of this, again, like I said, two to three hours, I was like the whole American exceptionalism thing. mm
2: -hmm. I was like,
0: oh my gosh, this is like close to home.
2: It's too uncomfortable. Like, I mean, even Mm -hmm. the opening you get to the opening and you, it's like throw a baseball at this interracial couple and you're like excuse me yeah and that's a choice you can make right mm-hmm. you can choose you can choose to, I've never done it but I know you can choose to do it
0: okay everybody she's good she said she didn't do it <laughs> we had a bunch of people Look, ready to cancel time, you
2: <laughs> every time I played it I've never done it guys. I'm just teasing. never done it. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable every time yeah um because and then they help you right oh wow. Well, Connor, what did you choose?
0: I mean, I don't know if I was like, I'm throwing the ball at him. I don't, I don't even know if, are they part of like the car? Is it in the carnival?
2: When you, when you get picked to get the baseball. Yes. You have a 77.
0: Oh, I tried to throw it at like the guy.
2: Okay, good. Yeah. So, like but the, you can choose to throw it at the Oh, couple. cause that's the
0: big moment where it all hits the fan, right? Right. Yes. So that's
2: the thing they want you to do. No, so, I hit,
0: I tried to throw it at the guy and they were like, what are guy. you trying to do or something? Yeah. yeah,
2: but it, you can choose to throw it at the, the couple. If you oh did that, gosh. they wouldn't help you later because when you get into the scene later, they help you escape one of the areas uh, in the back because oh. you helped them. You didn't throw it at them. You were good.
0: Oh, my gosh. I didn't even yeah. realize that.
2: Yeah, that's one of the choices you made.
0: Gosh. Ugh. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> Whew, yeah. I I, I want to say I played like... Uh, I. Man, it's been, it's been like, I think January was when I was playing this or maybe like early, early February. uh, And I wish I remember how far I got, but I got into where it already hits the fan and you're already just getting like every. Oh, I mean, (laughs) well, at least like the early remnants of it. Um, But again, it's interesting that this game starts off with that. The whole, I mean, carnival is not even probably a good way to describe the The opening. The world fair element. Yeah. But. It was weird to even be playing a, having played through the first game where from the jump you are, it's hostile pretty much after you get out of the like, little tank. Um, but this game you actually get like I don't know depending on how long you wander around, a moment where of of like peacefulness where you're just soaking in the sights mm-hmm. and no one's trying to kill you. Um, mm-hmm. but man, all those I would also be curious to hear from you if like what you thought about, like, the setting and, and, and like the, the, the design, it was so, it was really capturing to me. So I don't know if any of that was meaningful to you at all.
2: I think it's, I think it's absolutely stunning. Um, I also love what they do because again, this, this is not like a game that I'm skilled at. So I mm-hmm. love that they, they build this fair where you can play games that teach you how to shoot, you know? Yeah. They teach you how to shoot. They teach you how to use the vigors. They, you know what I mean? Like, it it's to me, it was so inviting for someone like me that didn't know how mm. to play this, these kinds of games. Yeah. It made me feel really comfortable um, getting in, involved in this game. And then you could walk around, and you have like the, the quartet singing God Only Knows. Yes. I love, there's so many like songs. Like, there's a Cyndi Lauper, uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, yeah. theater. Um, little circle being broken. Like the soundtrack from this is beautiful. I, lo- I love the music from these from all three, but like this one I think is just mm-hmm. amazing. Um and yeah, you're just like walking around and I like like eavesdropping on everyone's little conversations, and yeah. uh, stealing sandwiches from trash cans, which is oh, yes. so weird.
0: The, when you when you are playing this game. Um, are you someone who is searching, like, every box for stuff, every body yes. that you've either killed or you f- stumble upon? Yeah.
2: Yes. And and trying to find every, like, little box phone. Yes. And I'm Ooh. doing that. Watching every little reel. And, yes, I try to do every little. Th- I'm very slow.
0: But it's fun to soak in the whole thing that way, especially your first time through. Like, I have trouble not like I don't want to miss anything. I don't, I would assume you maybe felt similarly. I still do it every time. Yeah, <laughs> that's so great. Um, was as far as the uh, the game goes, was there? A f- and it seems like you've already con- the most meaningful part to you. And correct me if I'm wrong. Was the the storytelling? But was there another element that you? And you've, I mean, you've you've sort of listed off a ton, but is there anything else you didn't say about the game itself that you enjoyed or were surprised by? How about this? You. I'm sorry, are, I'm trying no. to like think
2: if I can tell you without like just. Oh, that's what you you're doing. Story. You're trying not to spoil it for me again. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> and again, you, think
2: you don't like dead air on the podcast.
0: You know, actually, we're big fans of it. That's when our listenership okay. goes way up. Uh, I can't track that. Um, but feel free or I have another question I could ask you.
2: Okay. Um. Okay. Do you want me to spoil this this whole thing for you?
0: Go for it because I think I spoiled it for myself a little bit earlier. Just looking at the – just like learning about the game and researching it. So by all means.
2: Okay. So Elizabeth is his daughter, right?
0: Oh my gosh! I knew she had to be someone, but I, but I didn't, I didn't know it was gonna be that. But I figured there was gonna be some significance. <gasps> That's crazy.
2: Okay, so the whole thing is about like false memories, right? Okay. So the Lutesses were brought in to like build this machine. Those are the the
0: people with the coin flipper, the coin flipping yeah, people. Okay, so yes.
2: It's just Rosalind, but because she found a way to make. Um, like tears and go through different dimensions uh-huh. or like different universes. She created a different version of herself, which is Robert. So oh my god! They're gosh. not actually brother and sister; they're the same person. And the reason oh, that's that so cool. Anna <laughs> Anna has powers to because have you gotten to where she can do tears?
0: No, no. You not have that not far. gotten to
2: where shit hits the thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I just for, <laughs> for me, I got a little crazy. I was attacked because that's crazy for me. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) She can make tears and go through uh, universes too. Okay. And it's because, um, so in his memory, you know, you've seen the memory where he thinks that he's going there to bring us the girl and wipe away your debt. Yes. He made the false memory thinking that that is to go and rescue Elizabeth Mm -hmm. from them, right? From Comstock. Yeah what it is is he was was to give his baby to them to give to comstock but he immediately regrets it and when he tries to grab them elizabeth's finger who's actually anna duet that's why his ad on his arm hand
0: oh
2: his her pinky why it's as a thimble part of her pinky falls off and she's in two universes Oh, so it gets, like,
0: cut off by the tear or whatever? Whoa.
2: So Comstock is actually Booker.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: And just a different version of him. So when he goes to the baptism, there's a version of Booker that refuses the baptism and becomes Booker. It's still Uh Booker. And there's a version that takes the baptism and starts a a cult, essentially, and becomes (laughs) Comstock. He is a religion, starts Colombia, and becomes like radicalized and like secedes from uh, the US and starts this like crazy Colombia, right? But he, wow. because, because he's doing all these, like, he wants to use the, um, what Rosalind's machine to like become a prophet, mm-hmm. but he's just like cheating. He's just using these terrorists to like, cheat and see what the future is yeah but it it makes him infertile so that's why he needs to go through the terror to go get the other version of him booker's child so that it's still his daughter
0: oh my gosh
2: it's as i'm saying like you you get to the end you're like wait What?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I see why now especially I mean I took your word for it but especially playing through it again you're like seeing the things Mm -hmm. the little clues that are there the whole time Um, I even like movies that are fun to rewatch for that same reason or like like whether it's something like The Sixth Sense or I'm sure there's other great examples too when you know the thing like the thing the twist um, it does add a level of intrigue for a replay or rewatch that's there's cr- even, nuts.
2: There's like a, a fun little Easter egg where it's, um, I forget if it's uh, in the Hall of Heroes or somewhere. And there's like a security guard who looks at Elizabeth and goes, Anna? Or calls her Annabelle or something. Uh-huh. And she goes, No, I'm Elizabeth. That's weird. Like she's like, That's so weird that she called me Anna. <laughs> <It's because laughs> oh my gosh. She looks like probably her mom.
0: Mm hmm. Jeez. Is great. That's, that's that's nuts that's, oh my I gosh have,
2: but that's like this game is insane like i don't know any other game that's just like blows my mind like this where it's yeah. like i'm just like so impressed with like the the layered storytelling mm-hmm. and just like how powerful the ending is and just it's so beautiful and and then there's all these other like side stories and all these characters and about like uprisings and like Mm -hmm. you know if who's you know are the good people and the bad people who's good and bad if they're both doing the same thing yeah which you get with the vox populi and they're both buying guns and selling them like so who's who's good Mm -hmm. like is anyone good you don't know like um and there's like a lot of historical things that happen. It's about wounded knee and the huh. stuff that happened with, you know, what we did to Irish people and to obviously black people and yeah. <laughs> Asian people. And it's just um it's just a heavy game told as like thoughtfully and beautiful as I think I could have ever thought. And you do go to Rapture for a second. <laughs>
0: Oh, really? That's cool. Well, I was wondering how this is if this is tied to the first two games at all. It it is. Oh, interesting. Cool, yeah. cool. The,
2: the DLC is actually in Rapture.
0: Oh, okay. And I do you go through like a DLC. tear?
2: <laughs> no, I'm and just asking DLC. questions about the game.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the DLC. I can't remember. If, you're just in Rapture. I don't remember how it starts, but I can't play the DLC. It's too much fighting. Oh, yeah. It's, it's too hard for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm like, ah, it's, it's a point where I'm just like, this is not fun. Yeah. Okay. It, I think they like really leaned on the like, um,
0: combat and stuff.
2: Combat. It's not for me. Huh.
0: Um, I have one last question for you about the game, but then I want to hear about any of the any context about when you were playing this that you might want to share. Um, <laughs> something that upon you know initially getting into it was just the the setting of the city in the sky of Columbia itself. Um, is that something you enjoy? Is there anything that you wanted to say about that?
2: I, I mean. I, don't, I can't see it. I have it on my wall. I think it's just really pretty. It pretty is. Cool.
0: It's gorgeous. Up in the clouds.
2: Up in the clouds. Although I think Rapture is really beautiful too. It's really mm-hmm. annoying when I go to like Comic-Con or WonderCon and it's so hard to find anything from Infinite, um, mm. which is very frustrating. I have a big daddy up here. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I do. Um, I was wondering if really big daddies
0: a- were in this game. I, I Googled it and I, are they?
2: And when you go down to Rapture, you see one in the distance with a little, little sister. Oh my gosh. It's very cute. It's a very cute little moment. Ugh. I say cute, but it's actually, it's a very sad moment.
0: Yes. Oh, I can, <laughs> oh, I can imagine.
2: <laughs> it's cute. Um, But I, I always want like more of the like art and stuff. Cause I just, mm-hmm. I, I just love it. I think it's so beautiful and, um, I have a little Booker and Elizabeth uh, Funko Pop at my work. Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, Well, how about some context? You got us into here of, of, you know, going on the double date with a couple. Do you remember anything general or specific about um, what was going on for you when you played through this game yourself? Or even when you were watching Nick, either way
2: the first time i can't remember but i will tell you what happened the second time please the second time i got cut from the Herald team
3: oh and no and nick
2: nick went out of town had had plans to go out of town with his sketch team so i was yes. home alone so i went it was like the weekend that the um or it was like i think it was like the weekend that uh the the like remastered version whatever came out uh in twenty sixteen. Yes. So I went and bought it and I played <laughs> by myself all weekend and cried.
0: Oh my gosh. That's like cause it was it sounds like comfort a comfort game it for was. you. Yeah. I oh, it all weekend. <laughs> man, that is nuts to place that in such a specific man all these dates that have been flying around this episode that are like really all sort of tied in together like the remaster comes out uh and then six months later you know that you know you get cut from harold six months later you get placed on busters and then that's also happens to be like one day after the anniversary of the release of this game not that any of it's like really significantly tight who's to say but i like that
2: I do, too. I just uh it was it was very comforting. Mm. I think I I was happy to have something. Although I got kind of like bullied online by my friends for liking Infinite more than one and two, which come at me. I don't care.
0: Come at me, already friends come of at mine. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm
2: like, whatever. Like I played this one first. So I think that's why I love it the most. Sure. Yeah. So fine. If you played one first I'm sure you like it more. Mm-hmm. But to me, this one, this one has replayable, like, factors that one just does not have.
3: Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah.
2: One, I already know the story, like, and I'm not, like, going to replay it and be like, oh, it's blowing my mind. Like, yeah. I, already know. <laughs> I already know what's going to happen. I'm not going to see something new that's... Or, and you know, and if I do, it's not gonna be like um as deep or reflective as like I think infinite is for me when I play sure. it and I and it's just like there's so much to this story. Mm-hmm. Um so whatever. This one's better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Hey, you know what? Teach their own and, and I I will say getting into the very beginnings of this game as we've learned, <laughs> I was very impressed with it because i think very highly of the first game and i was just i was just like oh maybe they did pull this off again and maybe in a even different or potentially better way so that's great um i do have for you today some fun post show segments before we move on would you do me a favor and just put a bow on just what place this game holds for you
2: um, I plan to get a tattoo of a lighthouse on myself one day. That's what <laughs> there we go. It. That's how much I love this game. There's always a lighthouse. There's always a man. And there's always a city.
0: Wow. We'll, we'll figure that out.
2: You'll, you'll understand that oh, someday. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna pocket that little that little <laughs> quote right there, and I now I have to finish this game. Um, this year, I want to play it, play it this year. And I always, if I give myself a shorter deadline, I'm like, oh, wait, I have these games I have to finish for the podcasts we do. Um, but it, it's on my list. Um, well, thank you so much for sharing about, you know, your experience of this game and also what you really appreciated about it. Um, that was fun, especially, you know, because I've known for a while now how much this means to you. So thank you. Um, but before we go, I got some fun post-show segments. So let's get Yippee. into them. The first of which is the fact me by your game segment where i just share some fun facts with my guest about the game they chose these can be easter eggs secrets cheat codes development history um and i've got a couple today uh the first of which is some development history that i have titled no talking now in the earliest builds of the game booker and elizabeth didn't speak to each other because uh, the development team believed that it would be too difficult to implement dialogue options for them throughout the game. Were you aware of this at all?
2: No, that would be terrible.
0: I I thought you might feel that way. (laughs) Now, the team decided that this was just not going to cut it, wasn't good enough, so they wanted to make Elizabeth more of an active part of the world and story. So... They actually programmed her to interact with – I mean they did a lot. But they programmed her to interact with different elements in the world as you go through the different areas um, of the city of Columbia. um, This was all led by level designer Amanda Jeffrey. Um, I think there were also – they came to a point where they considered cutting the character entirely. um, So it's – and she's like – she's such a huge part of this. Like that would have been such a different game if they would have done that. So,
2: yeah. And now that you know it's his daughter, you're going to watch, you're going to play it in a totally different way.
0: Yeah. I wonder if that Sorry. was planned when they, no, it's okay. I wonder if that was planned when they even like did that. So, we're even considering this. But anyway, the second fact that I have for you is an Easter egg in the game. Um, it's, and I have this titled Delayed Dimwit and Duke Game. Oh, you know about this one? Um, Awesome. So when Elizabeth enters the Dimwit and Duke game room, which is a, how would you describe it? A game room where all these little like booth games are set up?
2: It's like uh, a big like uh, hall that has like rows and rows and rows of like, not pinballs, obviously, but they're like the little quarter games.
0: Yes. Okay. Or like uh,
2: machines where it has like the puppets.
0: Yes, Dimwood and Duke are these little puppet characters, right? Um, yeah. Again, me gathering this from like learning about it today. Um, in the, when, when she enters the room, uh, she tells Booker how one of the playable booth games here titled Flawless Flintlock was delayed three times. And this is just mm-hmm. a direct reference to Bioshock Infinite's own three delays that it went through. So, And you knew about this one.
2: Yes, if you've ever been in Disney's Penny Arcade, it's mm. kind of like that and a bigger, like, scale. Yeah. They actually have, like, one of those Pinocchio ones in the back. It, it'd be like those, like those puppet. Yes.
0: Uh, that's on Main Street, correct?
2: Correct. On the Hey, way.
0: we got back to Disneyland. There we did go. it. Um,. That is the end of the Fact Me By Your Game segment, and I will lead you into the final one, the game recommendations. Now, I say on every episode, this is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, because I am going to treat Bioshock Infinite as your passionate summer love that you are eventually going to move on from. And, you know, we got to recommend some new flings for you, based on, you know, some traits from this game. So, if Mikaela you just want to play another game with themes of American exceptionalism. and really all that I'm pulling from here is that I know this game this game is different because it takes place in the Re- Revolutionary War. That's Assassin's Creed three. There's a lot to do with the Revolutionary War there and which, you know, it's different than early 1900s or 1800 excuse me, 20th century America, but you get the drift. Um, if you just want. Another third game in a series of iconic first-person shooters. I already know you're going to hate this one. <laughs> Halo <laughs> 3. Also, often talked about as the best Halo game, so uh, there, there's that. Okay. Um, and lastly, if your big takeaway from this game is you just like your cities to be in a sky, I'll go ahead and recommend The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, where oh. the main city is in the sky, like this, amongst the clouds. Um, also... Uh, If you have Steam or anything like that in a Mac or a window because you need Windows. It does not work on Mac. I'll tell you that uh, because I learned this the hard way. Um, Check out the Monkey Island series since you liked uh, The Cave by Ron Gilbert Um, or just look him up later because he's awesome. That will do it for the game recommendations and Michaela that will actually bring us to the end of the show so before we go I just wanted to say again thank you so much for taking the time to do this and telling me about what Bioshock Infinite meant to you it was really good to finally get you on
2: thank you it's very nice to get to talk to you about Disney and Bioshock in the same episode
0: Disney Bioshock Busters. That's Busters. the holy trinity, as far Nailed as we're <laughs> concerned. Um, yeah, and again on the five year anniversary here, March twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, of the formation of Busters, which I will I will remind you because I saw the email today, our starter team name based on the Airbud theme was Seventh Inning Fetch. Pretty good name. Um, pretty good. Busters, though. Nah, I'll take it. Um, Thanks again for being here. Is there anything you want to plug? Do you want to plug your socials again or anything else on your way out? Sure.
2: I'm at Ella Euphoria. Uh, I have a TikTok. I don't remember my name on there. (laughs) Find me. Um, And yeah, I'm going to be at the Clubhouse with Busters on April 29th at 7
0: I think something around there. If it's whatever <laughs> so whatever great. Will Hines calls Will Hines calls his improv show. Uh, I should know it. Uh, but yeah, we'll be there. Killer. Yeah, and
2: it'll be fun.
0: Well, hey, thank you again. I'll go ahead and close us out with some plugs of my own. The cover art for Call Me, by Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and all the other great stuff he does on Instagram at glennwithtwoends.jayy. The show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. Do me a favor and check out his show, Video Game's a Comedy Show. It's more of a roundtable-style format, sister show to this one. Um, and you can also, of course, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com super NPC Radio, thanks again to our newest patron, Burnt Pop-Tarts. We have a ton of great stuff there. We do a bonus version of this show every single month called the Co-op Episodes where I sit down with a group and talk to them about a meaningful game to a a group of us. And the episode that came out previous to today that there will be a preview for this Friday on this feed is all about Portal, the legendary Portal, because I played it on PS3 for the first time. So there we are.
2: The cake is not a lie.
0: Well, the cake is a lie. But you were there. The
2: cake is a lie?
0: Yeah, the cake is a lie.
2: What's the Joko song then? I don't know.
0: But you're familiar. Another – actually, first person – since you don't like first person shooters, you'd probably like Portal if you haven't played through it. (laughs) we got to look up this song. This episode won't end. Um, But (laughs) – (laughs) Yes. So check us out there. Again, we have a ton of stuff at both the five and the $10 tier. The $10 tier is the premier one where we have all sorts of stuff, including the Metal Gear Solid Games Club. Um, So check us out. Um, Did you find the song title before I actually close this out?
2: It's called Still Alive. The Cake is
0: Still Alive? (laughs)
2: No, it's called Still Alive. Oh. It's by Doc Colton. So it's, it's not about, connected. It's no, it no it is. It's about oh.
0: Portal. Oh, that's the end oh that's the song. Yes, that's the song at the end yes. of Portal. Duh. Um, which won't play at the end of this episode, but it will play at the end oh, of the should. portal co-op episode. Um we'll have some Bioshock Infinite uh music at the end of this. <gasps> I have been your host, Connor McCabe. You can follow me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe, and if I ever stream again I'm at twitch.tv slash cons is cool, 69. And that will do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> That's not the what the show's called. Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.